You are listening to the IoT for All Media Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IoT for All podcast on the IoT for All Media Network. I'm your host, Ryan Chacon, one of the co-creators of IoT for All. Now, before we jump into this episode, please don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or join our newsletter at iotforall.com slash newsletter to catch all the newest episodes as soon as they come out. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the IoT for All podcast. Welcome, Dave, to the IoT for All show. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Ryan. It's my pleasure. Yeah, it's great to have you. Uh, you want to start off by just giving a quick background, kind of introduction to yourself so our audience gets a little bit more familiar with you? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is David Minning, and I assumed the CEO role here at Centrac back in April, taking over for Ari Naim, our brilliant founder of Centrac. Uh, he and three others started Centrac in 2007 and saw explosive growth in recent years. And I wouldn't say uh, I matched a typical CEO, CEO profile of a healthcare technology company after spending the previous uh, eight years um, in a private equity portfolio company, a manufacturing company, uh, doing a transformation and uh, resulting in a sale. But I but I really developed my medical device experience during my 12 years at Hillrom, you know, leading med tech company, uh, led uh, strategic marketing and product development efforts there. And, you know, the experience at Hillrom truly opened my eyes to the opportunity uh, to improve the operating efficiencies in hospitals, lowering costs through people, process and technology and improving the patient experience. It was a really formative uh, career for me and really developed my passion around healthcare. It was a great opportunity for me to join Centrac. Uh, my role here at Centrac is obviously to continue that growth that's, that they've seen in the last few years. But equally important is to scale the company and deliver new innovation, either organically or through acquisitions. That's great. Uh, how, so I'm just curious, how have you seen kind of the, the pandemic kind of just playing in the market as it relates to, to what you all do? Yeah, that's an excellent question. What, you know, obviously the, the most impactful uh, thing about the the pandemic, and especially in its early stages, was literally hospitals were not letting any, you know, so-called vendors in. You know, they were basically head down dealing with the crisis in front of them. But what the pandemic did do is it underscored and highlighted some of the inefficiencies. Uh, you know, just at its most basic level, Ryan, how do you get the right equipment at the right time to the right people in an efficient manner? You know. Their capacity was so constrained by their by their um, their COVID protocols okay. that everything kind of slowed down, and and for us that is just a highlighted need for you know our solutions to improve that efficiency to uh, to improve the awareness of where things where critical devices are to treat their patients. Gotcha. Okay. And before we dive into that a little bit more, can you give a high level overview of kind of what Centrax focus is? Obviously, we've already alluded to the healthcare side, the the um, you know the tracking side of hospital equipment, but just, you know, for our audience's sake, what does Centrac do? What role do you all play in IoT and how does that all fit together? Yeah. So um, I guess the, to keep it real simple and non-technical, you can think of our solution as kind of an indoor GPS systems, primarily for hospitals, which is the majority of our business. You know, 90% of our business is in acute care hospitals, but, you know, Centrac has been a leader in RTLS, um, IoT-based locating, sensing, and security solutions you know, since 2007, as, as I mentioned, but, you know, we, we basically began as kind of a device manufacturer, just, you know, creating these really cool sensors, but we've, we've moved into this end to end solution, incorporating, uh, some of the software solutions that we've acquired. 
<clears throat> and you know that what that what that allows us to do is to offer this full set of integrated solutions to hospitals that are looking at enterprise wide mm-hmm. solutions. And and I'll tell you, Ryan, one of the things that is happening is since you mentioned COVID is a lot of the decision-making for these technology investments are starting to happen at the corporate level as some of these hospitals consolidate. So their scrutiny on ROI is just absolutely uh, on steroids, if you will. So you've got to have a really, really proven solution. So we felt that just being Mm -hmm. only a hardware provider with cool technology and, you know, being agnostic was not enough. We have to be really focused on, an integrated software solution, as well as the process that helped them, you know, realize their ROI. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a great approach. And on that same note, when it comes to solutions, are there any use cases or uh, kind of applications of your technology that you're able to talk about here just to kind of connect all the dots and bring it back to like some real world examples? Sure can. Um, so I guess the, the most obvious in terms of pure ROI that you can get your head around mm-hmm. is uh, asset tracking and asset management, where you're literally tagging all the you know thousands of assets in a hospital. And what that does is it provides visibility to what's clean, what's in use, you know, what needs to be clean, um, what's available to the patients so that they're not overbuying or overrenting equipment. So there's a real demonstrative uh, return on investment if you deploy our technology that's really easy to sell. And that's that's the largest use case that you know we have here at Centrac. But then if you take it a little, a little further and more relevant to COVID, you know, our hand hygiene solution, um, it really what that does is it enables uh, healthcare leaders to identify you know, system-wide trends and spot irregularities on their compliance. They can use their, that data to coach their, their caregivers and boost those compliance rate to keep their patients health, uh, healthy. And what we've seen in three of our facilities that using Centrax hand hygiene solution really boosted their compliance for hand washing by 45%. So it's, it's a real, real improvement that we can see. So those are just a couple use cases. Sure. Um, that I think are really relevant to today's time. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing those. Um, so let's take a step back and talk a little bit more about just IoT's role in healthcare um, and emerging applications such as contact tracing, to, you know, and mapping, wayfinding, and those kinds of um, situations. Um, can you talk a little bit just high level about how you see IoT playing a, a role in across the board in healthcare and where you see, in addition to the solutions and the use cases you've already discussed, where you see real big opportunity for, um, for IoT to kind of play a role in, in just the general applications applied to the healthcare space. Yeah. So, you know, without getting in use case specific and, and just understanding the data that's available is, you know, through this data, you can do some analytics, which really leads to some real insights to caregiving. So the more data and the tools that you make available uh, to your hospitals to show what's going on in their facility, you know, the better value they're going to assign to their investment. And what, what we think our role in IoT is to be able to, you know, either make acquisitions or build the expertise to have those data analytics and provide them in a very user-friendly format in an actionable format that allows those administrators to improve their operations. And, you know, that, that can be around assets moving. It can be around patient, you know, flow and patients moving, caregivers, the way they do their business. Um, so all of this data really is, is valuable. But, you know, again, as a hardware provider, you can't, 
be that expert because you have to rely on other systems and other other tools that other companies are providing. We feel we're going to play a really good role as we've made these acquisitions of software and data analytics tools. And we're starting to think about a service that we're going to provide uh, for you know, clinical consulting and providing some insights into these these uh, data tools that really will help the hospitals, uh, uh, you know, see the value in what Centrac has to offer. Absolutely, that's fantastic. One of the one of the um, things you've you've mentioned a couple times throughout this conversation is that the be able to the asset tracking piece, location services, kind of, and we've heard the term RTLS many times. Can you? take our audience through what RTLS actually is, what it means and the benefits of it um, kind of in a little bit more detail than we've already kind of high levelly mentioned here uh, in, in the hospital setting. Yeah. So, you know, RTLS is kind of a general term, but what makes Centrac RTLS unique is this, what we call clinical grade location and how it does that is we use a multiple frequency architecture in our technology. We use, um, uh, you know, our, our patented and proprietary infrared based technology, which is called Gen 2 IR. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, obviously, you know, beams of light that come out of devices, but we also use uh, active and passive RFID, Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and even ultrasound because every hospital is different. All hospitals have different architectures and technologies that allow them to locate specifically within, let's say, a three meter radius. So that becomes really, really important in certain use cases, obviously, to have that clinical grade. So that's what we feel is unique about us. And what also is is really great about our solution is we have our data you know, exist on premise, you know, for the, the hospitals that have their servers on prem, on prem, what they call, but it's also cloud-based. So as we move to a cloud-based, we can do a lot more remote diagnostics or remote data collection and analytics. So the whole thing ties together. So you, you start with this great technology, which is, you know, broadly defined as RTLS, real-time locating systems, but really ours is truly differentiated because we use a, a multi-mode uh, architecture to make sure that, precision is is paramount to our value proposition. So I'm, I'm curious, as you have worked in a, probably a number of different hospital settings, what does that environment lend itself to as far as challenges that may come across the implementation of the technology and the solution um, as you kind of interact with different facilities? Yeah. I mean, clearly, you know, it's a chaotic environment. There is mm-hmm. staff turnover that happens. And so at the essence of the biggest challenge is getting, you know, adoption, training and engagement. And I use that term engagement purposely because part of the the value proposition of our managed services offering that we're going to be releasing next year is actually going to be called engage. And it's really addressing those challenges that we see of these uh, of the adoption of technologies. I mean, you can probably think of many examples, Ryan, where, you know, there's technologies that are built, you know, bought either in your own personal life or businesses that just get there's a high excitement level, but they get underutilized because either the supplier doesn't make it a, a, a great consumer experience, if you will, or there just weren't the resources deployed to adequately train and retrain. So that's what we're going to be focused on. So that that headwind to success is really what we're front and center trying to trying to deal with as a company so that we can continue to grow. 
because if I, if I can say, you know, um, we're kind of at this crossing the chasm moment at Centrac where obviously the early adopters bought it. There's been some you know rapid growth, but wide scale adoption has yet to occur. We're only penetrated in just over a thousand hospitals. So we think there's a lot of runway left to really get this thing widespread. So as we kind of connect the dots from what we've been talking about on the, the healthcare, the RTLS side, as it relates to IoT, and then also the pandemic, I'm curious to just get a sense of how IoT and RTLS have been helping healthcare facilities address the pandemic specifically, rather than just the high level benefits of RTLS and, and in the healthcare space. But specifically, as we connected to COVID and the pandemic that's happening now, what have been the benefits of being able to utilize that technology in that setting? So, I mean, obviously at the core of contact tracing is knowing location. So, you know, the, the pandemic being, you know, nine months, uh, into this thing, you know, I don't think I can readily rattle off like, okay, hospital X has really, you know, utilized, you know, RTLS to solve this issue that for, for you know, even using it for contact tracing, but the recent inquiries now that the hospitals have been able to take a breath, you know, now they're starting to say, Hey, we, we, we muddled our way through this, right? We're, we're going to be better prepared next time because there will be a next time. And that's, that's the things that's happening most. So the conversation around asset tracking and, and, and caregiver efficiency is being subordinated by, hey, um, we need better visibility to infected patients who they're coming in contact with. We need better hand hygiene compliance because obviously that's at the core of, of spreading infections. So the conversation has shifted uh, to more of an infection prevention uh, conversation versus a, uh, an asset management. So, you know, I can't give you specific examples yet, but I'm just telling you the conversations I'm having with hospitals are that. Yeah. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. Um, I'd be curious, like maybe later on next year, have you come back and just tell us a little bit more in detail when you can share those details. I think it'd be really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if you're, if, you know, we have listeners out there kind of getting a sense of not only what you all do, but how this all applies to, to the healthcare space. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners who are very interested in kind of exploring this. What advice do you have for organizations or individuals out there looking to kind of work with an IOT vendor with more of a single source solution? Like what are the advantages of doing that? What should they be kind of thinking about as they're engaging with a brand like yours? Um, and what does that usually look like from your end? Well, I think, you know, the term single source is appropriate because you want, you know, one neck to choke if something goes wrong. But uh, I think it's important for me to mention that, you know, even though we have proprietary technology and we have a suite of software solutions now, we remain an open architecture platform. So, you know, whatever the best of breed you know, for instance, for example, software solution that a hospital is used to and they want to use for, for, for example, asset tracking, they can use that. We don't preclude the customer choice at all, but we do promote the value of having kind of a one-stop shop if that's what the customer feels is they want. So before we relied on total, total reliance on partners and other software vendors, now we can actually offer something that, and, give the, and give the customer a choice. And I think that's going to be important because 
you know, honestly, uh, with technology deployments in hospitals, it is a maze of confusion and chaos when you're trying to, epic, you know, when you're trying to integrate with your your EMR, you know, your, your, your hospital HRIS system, all these different platforms they have. It, it becomes a, an integrated, you know, nightmare trying to project manage. So we like to pride ourselves on having a really solid project manager who's kind of taking the headache away from hospitals. So to the extent that we can do that better and almost uh, consumerize RTLS, if you like that term, make it simple, then uh, that's what we're going to focus on. I think that would be the advice I would say is find the, find the, find the vendor that makes it the easiest you know, to do business with. And I would say one of the easy, one of the ways that you would make it easier is by understanding all the different potential technologies that can play into the implementation of a solution to provide not just the ROI for the customer, but also a successful launch and deployment of the solution to achieve their goals. So when it comes to, you know, having the choice of multiple technologies like, you know, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, infrared, you know, you name it to match to a certain facility to a certain use case to help kind of balance that, you know, precision and affordability. How do you all go about selecting the correct technology? And, you know, I guess, could you also explain to our audience the benefit of working with a technology partner to provide those recommendations on technology use and why that's so important? Yeah. I mean, knowing, knowing what you're, what infrastructure you're dealing with. Uh, but before I you know, specifically answer that question, I think I'd given a, a in, in terms of an example, we just we are we have just released a product called TrueView, and TrueView was specifically targeted for senior care market, where you know obviously the the cost is more of an issue in that in that segment, and they don't have the sophisticated IT infrastructure. So it was really built around you know focusing on their existing Wi-Fi technology, incorporating some plug and play. BLE technology to get you, you know, location-based accuracy, but at a much more uh, affordable price for those, you know, facilities that, you know, can't afford the millions of dollars, you know, for deployment uh, and senior care is perfect for that. We're also, you know, looking at that solution for our international expansion, because as you know, price points, you know, in international markets are much lower than in the, in the United States. And, you know, they're not going to be able to afford as much. So, being able to flex down on the architecture in terms of matching what's available to them without significant additional investment on their part for architecture is really key to cover all those uh, price points, you know, continuums. Yeah, that's great. Um, I, we found that with most, li- well, not most listeners, but most companies, you know, that are looking to adopt IoT solutions, the decision on the technology part is very overwhelming. You know, there's a lot of different components. There's a lot of, they just don't know where to start. Right. So, so we've seen, um, great success when an organization is very knowledgeable about the different technologies available to the particular use case and can not only help them choose the right one, but also educate them on as to why certain technologies are not the right fit that they may have read about and think are the right fit. Um, and there are just a lot of different pieces to that puzzle that is, you know, often a, um, a roadblock that stops companies from even going down the, the IOT uh, adoption path. And I think the more companies are, that are knowledgeable about that and can share that expertise, the better we're going to be as an industry as a whole. Yeah. We, look, we have, uh, we have great partners that help us out in doing some of this I'll call pre-assessment before you, 
you know, make the recommendation, you're gathering the information from the customer, understanding their needs and really matching the solution. Um, you know, we pride ourselves in not trying to jam our customers with the technology solution without really fully assessing. And when we rely on partners to do that, and, we, and we've got some excellent partners that are out there helping us in this journey, because, you know, we're still relatively small, um, but, but sizable enough to service the, you know, the big hospital clients. Uh, and we rely on our partners to do a lot of that upfront legwork. And that's one of the key initiatives that, you know, I'm going to be driving is how do we develop a, even an even better partner network, maybe fewer, but better and more qualified that are more consultative and more engaged with that, with that hospital client base. Yeah. I, you know, IOT is viewed very heavily as a partner centric ecosystem and too many companies, in my opinion, just go all in on the partner side where they just get as many partners as they physically possibly can to show that, Hey, we have a deep partner network. But in reality, I think it's more about choosing the correct partners to, um, to complement what it is that, you know, you as an organization is doing at the core and where your core expertise lies. And I think oftentimes that's not the approach and it creates a lot of confusion, uh, for customers who are looking to pick the right vendor to work with. There is no question that that's, that was the approach of uh, Centrac in the early days is, you know, sign up the partners, you know, put it on your website. Here's the criteria. But we've gotten mature enough to say, look, we, we want the best of breed on our partner base. And um, maybe there's ultimately going to be, you know, just 10 to 15 instead of, you know, 200. Uh, we think that's the right place to go. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, one of the last questions I want to ask you before we wrap up here is just regarding other challenges that we may not have alluded to or talked about yet um, in this discussion that you've come across through the development of the technology, through the applic, you know, the the deployment of certain applications and solutions. You know, what what are some challenges that you know maybe listeners out there would not think about as they kind of start their IoT journey that you guys have encountered enough to learn best practices on how to navigate around and avoid. Um, and just your general advice for kind of approaching that process. <laughs> you know, um, I would say humbly that that is a, a work in process on our part. And sure. one of the challenges that we have, Ryan, is, you know, technology is changing so much when you talk about, you know, Cisco versus Aruba and all the different platforms out there and moving from on-prem to a cloud-based solution. Things are happening so fast that our biggest challenge is, is being able to prioritize on all those platforms because, you know, just like every other company, whether you're, you know, you're, you're manufacturing, you know, food products or you're manufacturing technology, you have to have an end, a new product development roadmap and you have to make trade-offs. So understanding where the trends are going, you know, the big trend, you know, has been, you know, BLE, it's the Bluetooth technology. Do we need to be on top of that? How do you make that assessment? How do you make your bets on the next technology? So one of the things I want to do, Ryan, is I want to make sure that if we as a technology company are going to get disrupted, we do it ourselves. We, we have to disrupt ourselves. I know that's pretty cliche these days. But, you know, we have some really, really talented people that have given the, given the opportunity to be segregated and think about how do we put Centrac out of business? Um, we're going to do that because it's best for the customer. It's best for our future of our business. So my advice to any company in this space or any other technology space is do your best to try to disrupt yourself and, 
and and don't be afraid of it. Yeah, I, I was actually, as you were saying to disrupt yourself, I was saying, so it, I was thinking in my head, basically to put yourself out of business and then you said it. Um, and it's something that I've heard before. And like you said, it can be, it can come off very cliche, but if, if you take the other approach and it does, and you, you know, you actually do it and you don't, it's not, you know, just words to, to sound like, you know, what you're talking about and try to sound encouraging. If you actually try to put yourself out of business and disrupt your own technologies. I think it's a very great path to true disruption in the market and to create a real competitive advantage for not only yourselves, but your customers. And I think it's something that's important and a lot of organizations just talk about, but don't actually do. So if you're able to actually do that, that's fantastic. Yeah. And that's, that's why I was so excited to take this role because this is going to be a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the last thing I want to ask you before we finish here is just your thoughts on kind of we're ending 2020 going into 2021. Um, what are you expecting to see or hoping to see happen in the IOT space in the healthcare space, the RTLS space? Um, like what are the, you know, what are you kind of predicting is going to be, be happening, um, next year or looking forward to happening next year that we should be on the lookout for? Well, I think, um, from a market standpoint, I think there's there's pent up demand that's that's happening. Once, as I mentioned earlier, you know, once the uh, hospitals are able to take a breath, assess, you know, and do their postmortems on what they experienced during this crisis, they're going to really scrutinize their investments in technology. And I think the winners are going to be those that make it simple, make it the ROI clear, and make the implementation process seamless and less confusing. So to the extent, as we talked about, just kind of as a summary, when you get full engagement of the hospital personnel on your solution, you train, you retrain, you you provide data insights uh, through great analytics, I think that's going to be the future. It's not going to be as much as the technology, as much as the analytics and insights that you're going to be providing to your customer base. Yeah, I think that's going to be a big separator because the technology is going to, you know, it is getting to a point where it's not, I don't want to say run of the mill, but you know, it's, it's very well positioned for particular use cases. Now, what can you actually do with it? And can you produce those analytics and that data to make it worth the venture for these organizations and whoever does that the best, I think is going to be in a really good spot to win. So, so I'm very much in line with that thinking. Um, last thing, um, Anything exciting, interesting kind of coming out of the Centrax side of things going uh, or now or next year that we should kind of uh, let our audience know about or keep an eye out for? And then at the same time, if they have any questions or any follow up, what's the best way to engage with you all? So uh, I would say keep an eye on our next release, which is going to be our Wayfinding mobile app. Okay. Believe it or not, uh, there's millions of dollars wasted for you know patients uh, missing appointments, trying to navigate these complex campuses, sprawling campuses. So a mobile wayfinding app is going to be released uh, by Centrac very soon. Um, obviously, to learn more about our, our solutions overall, we have a great website and updated with our new leadership team, our new mission. Um, we're excited about some of the new releases coming out. Um, for our solutions. And, and certainly, you know, as we become more of a, a, a managed services organization, you can be assured that we're going to put the full force of great people behind the investments that our customers make. That's fantastic. Well, David, it's been great, great talking to you. appreciate you sharing some insights into what you all are doing. Um, we'll make sure that we, we link up, um, 
you know, Centrac website, contact form, all that kind of good stuff. So that our audience can engage with you all, uh, going forward. And again, I really appreciate your time. Your insights are fantastic. And hopefully next year we'll be able to have you back to talk a little bit more about what you have going on and some of those things you could allude to, but not necessarily talk about in detail. It would be great to kind of hear insights into what you've been learning and how you're seeing things develop. Ryan, it's been my pleasure and be safe. Thank you. You too. Take care. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us this week on the IoT for All podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave us a rating or review and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Also, if you have a guest you'd like to see on the show, please drop us a note at ryan at iotforall.com and we'll do everything we can to get them as a featured guest. Other than that, thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.